It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Faster my crazy day, my packed commute, all those unread emails in my inbox. But I'm getting stronger, faster, and pushing myself further every day. I don't care if I'm not like everyone else. This punching bag is the best way to end my day. Fearless is knowing yoga isn't your style. That's the power of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Federal Employee Program. Learn more about our healthy benefits at fepblue.org slash get more. You are Locked On Vikings, your daily Minnesota Vikings podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked on Vikings on the Locked on Podcast Network. Day after Memorial Day. Hope everybody had a wonderful holiday. Hope you got to spend it with friends and family and enjoyed some decent weather. A little bit of rain. Kind of chilly here in the Twin Cities. But it was nice enough to get out to the ballpark perhaps. See the Twins game. A disappointing Twins game. Maybe do some golfing. That's what I did yesterday. It was a great time. We took the day off from the show. A rare off day on Lockdown Vikings in a slow time of year. Did anything happen really over the weekend? Not too much, but we've got some things to touch on to get ready for OTA week number two. A couple housekeeping items. You can subscribe to the show on iTunes or Audio Boom, and you can leave a rating on iTunes, five stars preferably, and you can leave a review. If you appreciate the show and that it's free, We would really like if you could just leave a few thoughts on what makes the show good. Your feedback's obviously appreciated. You can also send that privately, LockdownVikings at gmail.com, and I'll do my best to take everything you say into account. So thank you for your interaction and your feedback in advance. Also, while I didn't have a Lockdown Vikings show yesterday, I did appear on Lockdown Lions with Matt Derry. The man is tireless working on the holiday All Matt Asiata all the time in Detroit. The Lions signed the five-year Vikings veteran running back, Matt Asiata, a free agent at the age of 29. It got past the draft. Maybe didn't look like Matt was going to be signed. Remember, he was driving a forklift when the Vikings signed him back in 2012, and I'm not sure he would have had to resort to that after playing five years, making decent money in the NFL. But he was probably wondering whether he was going to have a job, and the Lions have given him an opportunity at minimum to try to make that roster as a second or third back. Obviously, he does the fundamental things well. He's not a flashy running back by any means. 5'11", 230, doesn't have great speed, but he's a good pass blocker, and he's a good teammate who knows the division well. So good luck to Asiata, really good guy in the locker room. Wish him the best. He was a good story for five years. And there were a lot of wisecracks made about Asiata, how he could never get you more than three yards. And if you ask him for three, he'll get you one. Or if you ask him for, you know, one, he'll get you half a yard. And that was kind of the case last year sometimes when the Vikings needed those fourth and inch conversions. And Asiata came up short. Not always his fault, though. He was pretty bruising in goal line situations in his career. He was the king of three touchdown games there in 2014 and 2013. 
and he'll move on to Detroit now at the age of 29. Not Probably not too much time left in the NFL for Matt Asiata, but I'd say that for an undrafted guy from Utah, he's made a nice career for himself, and now there are two Asiatas in the league. His cousin Isaac drafted by the Miami Dolphins. So Vikings news. I don't believe we've addressed this yet on this show. Mike Zimmer gave a news conference over the phone on Friday after we recorded, and he released the date of his return in Minnesota, June 4. He'll be coming back to the Twin Cities with a doctor's appointment on June 5, and that will get him ready for OTAs beginning on June 6. So week three of OTAs will likely mark Zimmer's return, and he gave some very detailed information about his eye rehabilitation. In essence, there is an oil bubble holding his retina in place that is preventing him from seeing clearly. Now, once that bubble dissolves, he will be able to see clearly, hopefully. The question is whether or not the retina will stay in place after the bubble dissolves. The bubble is like a magical band-aid for the eye. And Zimmer's had all sorts of trouble getting that detached retina reattached, and this is possibly their last resort. And he says the doctors have always been optimistic they'd be able to heal it. We'll see if Zimmer goes through his rehab and does the things the doctors say. He's still watching three hours of film per day, so I don't know about that. But we'll probably get an update next week sometime on Zimmer's status. Not sure he'll conduct another teleconference for us. Maybe this Friday he'll be generous enough to do that again. But we have a date. Next week, We'll probably hear from Zimmer, I would assume, on June 6th or June 7th at the latest. So Zimmer back for OTA 3. What did we learn in OTA 1, and what are we looking forward to in OTA 2? Takeaways from OTA 1. I think Jarek McKinnon should not be overlooked. Even though he's in the final year of his contract, and he may be the odd man out of the mix if the team likes Murray and Cook. Not saying that's a guarantee, but I don't think we want to forget about Jarek McKinnon. Has he been injury-prone? Yes. And could he get injured again? Yes. And at which point, Cook and Murray are right there to pick up the slack. But I think a healthy McKinnon is still a great weapon. I think the Vikings really seem to be making an attempt to get their running backs out in space from what I saw with the Pat Shermer-led OTA offense. But when you now have the flexibility to move away from the Adrian Peterson-centric offense to more of a scat-back offense, you're going to have options for McKinnon. And as if the wide receiver position isn't already jammed up enough, maybe you can use him out wide now and then. I've always thought McKinnon is a, a decent route runner in space, particularly on the wheel route. I saw them execute that play one time on Wednesday. So don't sleep on Jerick McKinnon especially when Murray is not getting any reps right now because of his ankle recovery, and McKinnon is getting an extra look and building more chemistry with that offense and offensive line. I think the offensive line is generally as we expected. That's item number two of what I took away. Projected on zonecoverage.com that it was going to be Reef, Boone, Elfline, Berger, Remmers. And that generally played out. Not surprisingly, they rotated Nick Easton in its center. He took a lot of first-team reps on Wednesday when we were watching. But it's typical of the Vikings to start out the veteran getting the first-team reps. And honestly, 
they could go that path the entire preseason and still make a change before week one. We've seen it before. It's a form of misdirection. They show the incumbent publicly as the man on top of the depth chart, but then when push comes to shove and week one comes around, then suddenly you've got a surprise in there. If I recall correctly, Andrew Sandejo came out of nowhere to start in 2015 in week one. That was not expected. I think Gerald Hodges getting the start in 2015 was also a surprise. I can't quite remember if he was getting those first team reps leading up. But what I'm saying is whoever gets the first team reps at positions where there are competitions is not always the one who starts week one. So just because Easton got some reps, I still think Elfline is the favorite at center. I also was impressed by Taylor Heineke, and I still think Heineke has the inside track to win the backup job. And again, the reason why it seems that way is because if a veteran quarterback was brought in to be the backup, they would be getting the second-team reps, no question. For instance, Sean Hill, I mean, there really wasn't much question that he was your number two guy, and they didn't mess around with that. But with Heineke, I think he's on more of a level playing field with Keenum, and the upside is clearly there. Plus, you've got Keenum on just a one-year deal. So if you think Heineke is better, there's no need to overcommit yourself to Case Keenum. What am I looking for in week two of OTAs? I want to watch Jaleel Johnson and see what he's doing at tackle. That is such a crowded tackle position that sometimes I wonder where the Vikings are going to find reps for everybody. I've projected them keeping as many as nine defensive linemen this year. I'm wondering how they're going to use Jaleel Johnson. Is this a learning year for him or is this an impact year for him? Where will Johnson fit in that mix? I'll be watching Michael Floyd closely. Pat Shermer said he was behind the rookies last week because he hadn't even been to rookie camp. He had barely seen the playbook when he got to Minnesota. Now that he's got a week under his belt, let's see what Michael Floyd can do in some of those live drills. And I got some inquiries on Twitter about Anthony Barr. Apparently there was a video or picture on Vikings.com that still showed Barr with some kind of wrap or brace on his wrist, which appeared last year. And while Barr didn't miss time, he appeared to be playing banged up, and, and it'd be curious if he still had some sort of support at this stage after going through the majority of the offseason. So that's something to keep an eye on, the health of Barr. Doubt we would get any report on it, but we can at least report if there is any kind of hindrance that is slowing him up. And finally today, a newsy item that is pretty significant. The Vikings sign three more rookies Bucky Hodges Pat Elfline and Elijah Lee bringing the total to eight out of 11 again there's been a dispute between the NFLPA and the Vikings over signing their draft picks the NFLPA doesn't like some of the language in their contracts the Vikings seem to be winning the battle ostensibly they have not changed any of the language in the contracts they claim that they are the exact same as previous years They've now locked up their third-round pick, Elfline, which is huge. Bucky Hodges, sixth-round tight end. Elijah Lee, seventh-round linebacker. Just three to go, including Dalvin Cook. And Cook, being a second-round pick, a little higher profile, was always going to be the toughest one to secure. And that'll be one to watch out for in the coming days. Now that you've got a majority having signed, I feel like the rest should come more easily. 
Vikings still need to sign Stacy Coley and Jack Tocho, along with Cook. Tomorrow, we'll have another Nano Show immediately after OTA practice at Winter Park. It'll be recorded somewhat crudely on the cell phone of yours truly and posted. It will be full of information and tidbits. Not as well produced, but I think it'd be preferable to the audience out there to get the immediate word from Winter Park tomorrow in whatever fashion it happens to be. So there will be a live report filed probably around noontime. We apologize for the, the later shows coming in the early afternoon here. But things come up, meetings, articles, deadlines, all that stuff. Trying to keep it daily, though, as OTAs move on. Thanks so much for listening, and we will talk to you from Eden Prairie tomorrow. What you doing? Ran out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. Bye, singing dog. Bye, goal. I pronounce you. Bye, wedding ceremony. Stop! At Metro PCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. Really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to Metro PCS and get two free LG K20 Plus phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. Metro PCS, wireless, figured out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T-Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions. Hey, Locked On Minnesota listeners, this is Tony Abbott here to tell you about the brand new Locked On Wild podcast, where my co-host Joe Bully and I break down the Minnesota Wild every single day. How can you listen? Just search for Locked On Wild in your favorite podcast app and subscribe to bring Locked On Wild to your device every day.